Welcome to Not in the Lap of the Pods with Paul, Joe and myself, David. In this episode, we're going to be talking about Slipknot, believe it or not. So um, I know this has fallen quickly on the back of the last one, which was a metal band and all that, but we did say that we'd probably cover a lot of metal and rock, so... Mm-hmm. Aye, this is exactly what's happening. Um, so this was a selection by Joe um, as well because it's an album that um, that we're going to the album we're going to talk about is not one that's familiar to myself or Paul. Well, prior to um, listening to it for the podcast, so hopefully this is a wee bit in, interesting. Joe knows the album really well, and we'll give mm-hmm. it a listen and we'll we'll, we'll kind of grab our thoughts on the whole thing. So if you're not familiar with Slipknot. Um, which would be a surprise because I think most um, you know uh, music fans know the name Slipknot. They know the name at the very, at the very least. Um, well, they are a band that appears a late nineties in the middle of this a new new metal wave. Although, in fairness to them, their sound was more aggressive than new metal. It was it was definitely not. Um, you know, maybe there's a few stylistic things that crossed over, but mm-hmm. mostly they were more aggressive and more, more rooted in so I would say extreme metal. You know, yep. um, than new metal, but. Um, their main gimmick was the masks um, and, you know, nobody knew what the guys looked like in the band until a point. And, um, you know, kind of like the way Kiss was, I suppose, with the makeup, you know, it was kind of nobody knew what their actual real faces were, you know, mm-hmm. like um, to a point. And um, aye, so that was the thing. And so I think, you know, Slipknot are one of these bands that have been, you know, if, if someone says, oh, something's really aggressive and heavy, they'll maybe mention Slipknot. It's one of the bands that people will just go to and mention Oh, you're into Slipknot, and you know it's that that kind of they're one of these kind of uh, bands that people just reach for when they're when they're thinking about extreme music. Um, so you will know the name. We are going to talk about their third album, which is called Volume Three: The Subliminal Verses. And this album was released on the 25th of May 2004, and it was produced by the very very famous Rick Rubin. Um, who's produced many a classic album um, from hip-hop artists to thrash artists and beyond, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. you know the name Rick Rubin. If you know the name Slipknot and you're a music fan, you must know the name Rick Rubin as well. So um, the album sold exceptionally well, as you'd expect, because Slipknot were huge at this point, um, you know, and still are a, a huge band, in fairness. Um, but this album sold a million copies in the US alone, and it actually sold 300,000 in the UK. Um, so a lot of records, man. Stuff, you know. Because um, even in 2004, you know, MP3, you know, and downloading was, although it took fucking forever, uh, mm-hmm. it, was, it was very, it was uh, very much in full swing at this point, you know. So still to sell, sell that amount of records at that point is, 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 you know, impressive, especially for the kind of music it is. So, um, so Slapknot, right, I, I suppose. Paul would probably be the the main anomaly here because I've, you know, I've I've kind of, you know, toyed with Slipknot through the years and stuff. But Paul's probably a bit less so, and and I think Slipknot came through at a time, um, you know, when I was out in the metal clubs and all that and things like that. So I'd hear a bit more of it. But Paul, you know, a little bit older. Um, well, I'll let you speak for yourself on this one. So Slipknot, <laughs> how a Slipknot for you just generally? What's your what's your relationship with them if there is any? Yeah, um, their first album coming out came out when I was twenty seven, um, and to be fair, by nineteen ninety nine, I, I you know uh, contemporary metal at that time I just wasn't interested in at all. Uh, 
you know, that new metal stuff and all that. Not that Slipknot, as David said, were particularly new metal, but anything that came out in that period, that, you know, that uh, it, it wasn't for me, you know. And they, uh, you know, um, but I, I, I could see that there was a wee bit more uh, to Slipknot than maybe there was to Marilyn Manson or, you know, the... Uh, Limp biscuit or something. Limp, limp biscuit, <laughs> or that, mm. you know, absolute crap, tosh, you know. Um, so uh, you know, yeah. So like everybody else in the world, there, there was a moral panic about Slipknot. So the, so they they were kind of in the mainstream anyway. So you're like you you see these guys with a mask on. Oh, that's that, that's actually quite a quite a good idea. And you know they've got the the orange jumpsuits on and all that. That's, that's, that's actually pretty cool. And, you know, they were, even though they had a guy on the decks and all that, the music was very aggressive and very heavy and all that. And, you know, uh, Cody Taylor could could sing and there was an attitude and all that that I, I could appreciate. Did I go and buy any of their records? No, of course I didn't. But, you know, um, I could appreciate that these guys, there was something about them, you know, and it wasn't just, we're wearing masks and, you know, it's a gimmick and, you know, that type of thing. And, and you know, I, I saw the odd interview and the guys are talking about, you know, their upbringing and all that. Very working class, very, you know, uh, you know, and it echoes are where metal came from, you know, the streets of Birmingham, Black Sabbath and all that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, priest, you know. Uh, so, yeah, these, you know, I, I could appreciate that these guys were real and it wasn't just, you know, mass and, 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 and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, um, there, was a, there was a comment um, I, I read earlier today, and it was uh, from Corey Taylor. Corey Taylor's a singer, in case no one's aware of that. Um, and he was talking about their upbringing. Well, not, not so much their upbringing, but he said if if it wasn't for the fans, basically, they would be uh, four, four uh, kids fighting each, each other, you know, in the you know streets of Iowa. You basically, you know, they would, you know, they wouldn't have amounted to, to fuck all kind of thing, you know. So, um, but yeah, just to pick up on that um, comment. But aye, totally. Yeah. So yeah, I so Lump Biscuit, Marilyn Manson, all that kind of stuff. I, I just wasn't interested. But I, you know, I, I, even I could see that there was something about this band, you know. Um, and they, this album, yeah. Uh, it, it's it, it certainly got uh, a lot going for it, definitely, and uh, we'll get into it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I'll come to Joe last. I'll I'll throw my bit in because obviously Joe's. Um, I'll let Joe finish things off here with his relationship with the band because obviously it's much closer than myself and Paul. But I remember hearing Slipknot. It was it was in the Cat House uh, nightclub in Glasgow. Um, it was very early into the night, you know, and. You know, I did go up to the DJ and say, what is this? You know, and, and say that it was slipping on. And I was like, all right. And uh, after that point, I didn't really kind of connect to them for some reason. It didn't really, it wasn't like I'm going to go and buy this album. I didn't, for some reason, I, I, I'll be honest, I might admit, it might have been when I saw them, I just went, oh, can't be more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I get that. Yeah. I, totally. you know, it, could, it could have been that that just put me off. I don't know, because, you know, I went from going, fucking hell, that's fucking really good to, you know, and, and at that point, when I heard something really good, I would just went and bought the album, you know, it's, you know. Aye, so, I no questions asked sort of thing. Uh, exactly. So I don't know what happened in between and and that, that made me made me not. And I think possibly that I made you, I like, you know, it maybe just got in the way or something, which is, which is more fool me for that, I suppose, you know. But um, 
Uh, so my relationship with Slipknot is very much it's it's not it's not it's never I was never into them really. Um, you know, with the albums they made, and I know Joe was more tolerant of the you know getting beyond the image and actually listening to them properly and and all that. And uh, you know, I never gave Joe any shit for it, and Joe never gave me any shit for like not <laughs> getting past the image or anything. It was just one of those ones. It was Joe's band, and it wasn't my band, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, the th- I, I mean, I, mean I, I remember seeing them live. I saw them live playing with Slayer, and and it, it never really. It never really hit me then, even either. You know, I, th- I think it was actually possibly even close to this tour, or very close to you know this album run um, that we're aye. playing. And um, tattoo the world. Was that? Aye, that was the one, Joe. Aye, aye. that was the one. That was yep. the one. Because um, I think Mastodon played that one as well. You That's know, right. I, think they were a bit, I missed them because they were on so bloody early. Um, was that the one? Biohazard. Aye, so, tattoo. Biohazard played that aye, as well. I was there. No, 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 that, no, that, that wasn't that one. Um, no, no, because it was it was children I bought them. I'm sure uh, Mastodon, Slipknot, and Slayer. And um, this was a completely. This was like a total right. metal. It wasn't. There wasn't like because I think the one you're thinking of was the one Pantera were meant to play and be, you know, the the Yeah, yeah. So that Aye, was before. Right. So I think that was. But uh, well, it would have been 2001 if it was 9/11 then. So. So um, no, this was this was maybe two thousand four, four or five, something like that. Played with Slayer, but I did, anyway. Long story short, I, I I wasn't really feeling it live either. So um, I guess they just didn't, didn't really hit me. You know, they never really connected with me, and and um, um, and I was you know it was one of those ones you're willing to give it a kind of shot, like I did with Kiss at Donington. I'm going for the bus song, after every song, man. It's like fucking <laughs> shut up, Paul. Man, but then again, see now, I'd probably go, Yes, oh, yeah, <laughs> I'd, totally, probably start, I'd probably hang about and listen, you know. But aye. back then, as a 17 year old, it was like, you know. Because I think I left. I, that, I said, right, you, you didn't even watch any of it. I, <laughs> I went, I'm out. And I went, no, I'm going to hang back and, and watch Kiss, man, and see, see what they're all about. And I lasted, I think it was 15, 20 minutes. And I was like, nah. <laughs> but um, but Slipknot, you know, so I've never I've never really been that close. And I know Joe's, Joe's kind of championed them, you know, even just in our friendship and saying, you know, I mean, as Joe's mentioned, he's not, you know, as he will mention, he's not, it's not like he's like a devoted fan of and every single album and, you know, and all that kind of stuff, but he's he's a fan of the band, and um, I guess it just never really happened for me for whatever reason. But um, Joe suggested this album. I did listen to it, and um, you know we're going to get into that and, and discuss discuss the album because there's there's a lot of light and shade on it um, for a for a metal album certainly anyway of that time. And um, aye, I'm kind of looking forward to actually delving into it. But I'll let Joe pick up on the whole Slipknot thing, and and if there's anything even about the album, Joe, that that um, you could throw in um, into the mix, you know, maybe maybe points or you know what was going on with Slipknot around about this time, that'd be cool. No bother. Right. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. Well, I would have been the same, David, because we used to go out together and basically get wrecked. So at that time, so <laughs> I would have probably heard this at the same time. Um, I remember actually hearing um Slipknot for the first time to my recollection on a on a sampler that came with either Metal Hammer or Krang. I can't remember what it was. And it was a song called um Eyeless. And I put it on and at the time it was very this was in the height of new metal. This was like Limp Biscuit, Corn and all these really shit bands like fucking Spine Shank and all uh, this all this orgy and all that garbage. Yeah, yeah. Every, pretty much every one of them was garbage. 
and that that their song came on, and at the time, obviously, you know, we were right into death metal and grindcore and and stuff like that. And I actually, what well, was like, it came on, and I was like, what the fuck is this? Because it completely, it just sounded like death metal, um, where where like like break like well breakbeat section, and then it went into like fast double bass, and like just sounded like death metal, but with this fucking absolutely raging vocalist over the top of it, and I thought. Fuck me, this band, same as you, so I think I'm like, this is fucking good stuff. And then I saw pictures of them, and I think it was like a couple of weeks yeah. later, and crying, and I saw the boiler suits and the masks, and I was like, fuck. I mean, it's a totally stupid thing to do, but it did, it affected me at the time. I went, man, what the fuck is this? So it kind of poisoned me for a couple of years on them, until I started working in the Cat House um, Rock Club uh, about 2001, and um, I think their second record, Iowa, had just came out at the time while I was working there. And I I would hear the odd song from their first album while I was working there, and I was kind of like, mm, yeah, you know, it, it's good. I liked the one song, the one the death metal parts in it. I thought, that's cool. But I wasn't really feeling that much of the other stuff that I heard off. But then I remember they got a sampler CD of this new single. I saw it was a song called Heretic Anthem off of their second album. And I remember the club just opened and there was nobody in it. And the DJ put it on, and it was nobody there. It was just me and the DJ waiting for the club to fill, fill up, basically. And I was like, "Who the fuck is this?" It's like it was absolutely fucking aggressive, raging. No new metal about this at all. And I walked up and said, "Who's that?" And they went, "That's a new Slipknot song." I went, "Fucking hell, man!" It's like that. It's like it was like you got to remember at this time it was all about trying to be rap and, mm. and you know and, and all this kind of shit. And this was like pure aggression. And I was like, "This is right up my alley." And that's kind of the, the point where I started to kind of go, do you know what? Fuck the image because I like the music here. Anyway, mm. so I bought their second record. I didn't buy their first one. Still don't own their first one. I bought their second one and by God, that album. I mean, I could, I was maybe going to say for you guys to review that, but there's absolutely no light and shade on that second album. It's it's pure anger personified. Mm -hmm. I, I suggest you do listen to it at some point, yeah. you know, if, you're, if you want to listen to it really, because this album rivals most aggressive death metal albums I've ever heard. It is cool. absolute pure literal. Ah, it's so aggressive. But anyway, so there was that. And then I remember after after this time, you know, um, they, they just kept getting bigger and bigger. And it, used to, it was boggling my mind. I was like, how's a band this aggressive getting this big? I mean, because the kids went crazy for them when I worked in a nightclub. People were fucking showing up with masks. I mean, it was, it was insane. Uh, sort of Beatlemania, I feel like, you know, people were like really into this band. And what Paul said, I think um, this whole, it was very smart in their part to have an image, you know, mm -hmm. and like you say, image isn't, is only going to get you so far, you know, the music's got to be really good, it maybe get you in the door, but you you know, to have any sort of longevity as a band, you need to back it up. So anyway, i seen this happening, and I remember around about the time they were talking a lot about it, and the press, the band were getting really, really tired are people saying they were like a trash band and you know they, they were they were just getting kind of dismissed even though they were having massive popularity they were getting dismissed by everybody they were just like this is a fad this is a this is a this is a fad yep this is a one trick pony this is this will never last and I remember seeing interviews at the time on the run up to them releasing this album and they were basically saying fuck fuck these people he's like that. and this and like they were quoting you know they were saying pink they were mentioning Pink Floyd and all like you know, like all this like, Bowie. They were talking about Bowie and stuff, and I was like, "What the fuck?" I was like, "I just didn't expect this band to be talking about these type of acts." 
So I'm thinking to myself, what's this, what's this album going to sound like? This is going to be strange. And I must admit, when I heard this, I was I was fucking blown away by it. I was just like, this is that the opening song. Obviously, we'll get to it when we listen to it, but I was just like, the opening song was just like a completely different band in my eyes. It was like totally mature sounding. And I was like, fucking, it was just a whole new level coming from the album that came before, which, like I said, was very one-dimensional and just smashing you in the face. And I bought this album. I actually bought this album in America. My my own band were playing a festival at the time in uh, Maryland, or Maryland, if you're from America, in Baltimore. And I bought this album when I was over there. Uh, And I listened to it constantly. And it was just the... I was so impressed by the... By, you know, the the two different... Well, not two, because there's multiple different styles, but they could really write melodic... What I think, they can really write melodic tunes that that had substance to them. You know what I mean? It wasn't just like some vapid shit. The, 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 some of my favourite songs in this are actually the ones that aren't heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was really impressed with, uh, with his vocals on it as well. I was like, this, this guy can actually fucking sing. I was like, and he's got a good voice, do you know what I mean? Uh, with some soul. He's, and he's a very good lyricist as well, I think. Um, so I thought when I listened to this, I was blown away. And I think that what they set out to do, they absolutely did it because they were just like, right, we're a big band now. See any any sort any sort of tie that we might have had to new metal, that's completely out the fucking window because there's not a an ounce of new metal on this album, other than maybe a couple of scratches on a turntable, but but even they are not used in a new metal way. They're more used for texture and stuff like that, rather than you know, here's a scratching section or whatever. But yeah, I fucking love this album and I'm looking forward to talking about it. And I wanted to put this one forward to you guys because I thought you guys would miss out on this album because I think, I thought, you know, I think this is a good album, you know, for somebody that would maybe not be sure of this band to let them hear because I think there's just some fucking great material on it, man. Aye, I agree. Mm-hmm. There's, some, there's some moments on it that are, aye, you know, top notch, you know, absolutely. Um, um, so we'll, we'll take it, tell, tell you what, why don't we delve into it and we'll start playing the album and we'll just kind of see how it goes and then we'll pick up our points as, as it plays away in the background. Um, I think we've decided to do it for this one because there's 14 tracks and I think right. myself and Paul just being more familiar with what each song is, I think it makes more sense for us, certainly. Um, although Joe probably not like the, like the back of his hand, um, myself and Paul are still getting to grips with um, yep. probably what's what. <laughs> so we'll play it away and, uh, and we'll see how we get on. Okay, so the first song is called Prelude 3.0. I feel like fucking Maiden's first album, that. <laughs> so anyway, Prelude 3.0. I don't know what that effect is, but the, the manic shoes are on if you tolerate this. Oh, aye, yeah, that yeah. Uh, nah, I know what uh, you mean. That's a good shout, actually. Yeah. Uh, that guitar thing that just. Oh, yeah. Aye. Aye, when, when this kicked in, I wasn't expecting it. Aye. This, this kind of. Everybody have described Iowa being like, aye. Aye. Yeah. Yeah. And it being quite intricate in the parts, if you listen to it, there's a lot of different things happening yeah. and stuff, you know? I really like the wee, the creepy kind of opening riff, you know. That's uh, kind of Slayer-esque. <laughs> and this whole album that is thick with texture, there's aye. thick 
there's things interweaving and all that in the background and oh aye aye there's a lot going on yeah in it. you know for an extreme record it's quite busy but yeah good busy not bad busy even though it's really simple for me i just love the drums on this the aye. drums are great it's just a basic four four yeah aye you know and, and it's the way you just do, 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 do. just really yeah. simple but just works perfect i think you know, I don't think it can be understated just how good a musician he was. Aye, Joey as a drummer, yeah. he's unbelievably good. No longer with us, unfortunately. Aye. Aye. R.I.P. I like that really bit, that guitar bit. Aye. Just really simple, there's nothing massively complicated about this, but no. it just, it's just really, really effective. And, and his vocals that, are shit hot. Aye, even. and I think even at that time, 2004, the temptation for an intro, this seems like an intro, it's more of a song intro, I would say, right enough, but, yep. you know, the temptation would be to do the something obvious, no, the faded in, like, guitar, like, swells and all that, and all this kind of stuff, and then into a big yeah. thing, you know, but this is a total... It's, it's totally left field, you know what I mean? Aye, that's, for a metal band, you know, at aye. that time. That's what I was saying as well, it's just like, what, what is this? But I like it. <laughs> As a, and a, a wee um, thing as well, round about um, the tour from the album before this, Corey really fucked his voice up, like right. shouting, because he, he was shouting all wrong. So there's quite a distinct difference in his screaming vocals on this album than there is from the album before. before. But I can hear the kind of Pink Floyd sort of, you know, it doesn't sound like Floyd, but I can, you know, the kind of atmospheric sort of vibe. This bit's great, man. Mm-hmm. That guitar bit coming back against him. And the, the guitars are dialed back as well. The, the temptation would be to go for full power there. And, Aye. Know, it's got a good dialed really back. Live production as well, I think. It's got a good kind of, it sounds like a band playing, you know what I mean? And he's, this bit's great. opening that riff up as well yeah. rather than muting it's nice starting to get a bit of a brat one in the notes there yeah aye they're great guitar players man aye. this is actually one of my favourites on that actually oh definitely like I said quite ballsy to do that in your first song your new record aye like I say especially at that time the metal and stuff because your intros are predictable, like a big piano intro, or it would be, you know, it was... Mm-hmm. But that's a song, rather than an intro. Yeah, exactly, aye. We'll just let it go then, it's into the bliss that exists. The fucking drumming's amazing in this, man. See, that's the kind of, when I hear this, I hear this is kind of Slipknot sound. Aye, totally. The sound it's that kind of, like, you know, like tribal. that little punching tribal, like, exactly. The percussion. Yeah. So when you're, when you're saying there that his voice has changed, is it less powerful then when he's doing the screaming stuff? Or? I wouldn't say it's less powerful, but it, it, it just sounds tonally different. Right. It's right. higher. Higher. It's on the album before, it's a lot more like, ah, and right. on this, it's, you know, so he obviously changed his vocal style, but it works for me. Yeah. 
I like that playoff for the two different vocals. Yes. Nah. He still sounds fucking raging right enough. Oh, he does. <laughs> he does indeed. As Paul said, guys are got a voice, man. Oh, cover a lot of ground, you know, and then they're rock yeah. metal, you know? Yep. Ah, he's not a one-trick pony at all, man. Yeah. That riff fucking rushing, man. See all the intricacies on the drums and stuff. If you really, like, throughout this whole album, all this, all the work and the cymbals, it's, it, I mean, unbelievable. That reminds me of Anthrax. Uh, do, there's, do, do, uh, there's a lot, uh, well, maybe not a lot, but there's, there's a, a sizable amount of vocal patterns that remind me of Anthrax yep. on this album. Mm. Yep. Yep. That bit's cracking, man. The, the, the vocals there are really good, Aye. man. Then we can stop and... That riff underneath's a really weird riff as well. Doesn't go like anything like the vocal part and smart. Old military bit. Right. You can tell that this hasn't been recorded with a click track. This is just no, been real. played. Uh, and I think that's kind of what, you know, kind of gives them their sound as well and set them apart for a lot of bands. Because <laughs> can hear there's an ebb and flow. Uh, yeah. Oh, this part, man, it's fucking massive. Then you've got the percussionists in the band also doubling up for the, the drums there. Sean... Somebody. The percussionist, uh, a guy called Chris Fain, and other right, guys called... Fuck this other guy called. Uh, it, it, it just gets called Clown, but I can't, ah, remember, yeah, I can't remember his full name. Vocals there, man. Mm. It's like hitting the balls when that comes back in, man. Yeah. I would, I would even go as far as to say he's one of the best shouters ever in, in that extreme metal. The uh, guy's fucking yeah. intense. Especially, especially how good his clean vocals are. The guy, the guy is soulful. Uh, I know. He's, he, he can I really, see, see yeah. it here, like the, that vocal, because there's, there's, uh, there's thickness to it. You know. Uh, um, seen the cunt's neck? I don't know if that'll be why. <laughs> 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 Uh, I mean, there's guys that are good at, you know, guttural vocals uh, and clean vocals, like Michael Ackerfeld from Lopez, you know. Aye. But, but his clean vocals are kind of like very Bit vanilla. Aye. Aye. Whereas this guy, he's got soul, he's, you can hear the blues in his voice and all that, you know. He's, oh, aye. I, I mean. I, in fact, I, there's a few times it reminds me of uh, uh, Phil Anselmo. Aye. He's got that as well, you know, that Big kind of bluesy thing. Uh, yep. Uh, I think, um, what do you may call it? Um, he's, I mean, he's, he's got a Bowie tattoo on him. He's got Bowie tattooed on him and he's a Queen fan and stuff like that. I mean, he said that Freddie Mercury was the best best performer that ever lived. So, I mean, he, the guy's very much a 70s rock guy. Um, yeah. Even he came into the band, that was, those guys were more into like death metal and stuff, where he was more of a 
rock guy and oh he ended up God. just so I don't even think he did shouting vocals until I joined this band and then it turns out they had a fucking voice of absolute doom <laughs> <laughs> because his, his own band before that it was all singing there was no shouting in it or anything so bye guys a guy's a great a great vocalist and he's he's good live as well man I've got to give him a due noise ah so that was a bliss that exists um i think my only criticism with it i think it's maybe goes a bit long aye, oh with a bit at the end aye, I, think, aye. I think i think it can maybe have yeah. been a minute shorter you know because it goes back aye. to that kind of military bit again it's like i'm no necessarily feeling it needs to do that again aye, but, I um, that. but uh, no no fucking good track man mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> and we move on to track three which is called three now which i really like <laughs> the, the title <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's, it's not an American title. It sounds more like more like a Scottish football thing. <laughs> now you get leathered three 0 <laughs> Exactly. But this is get some that slide there, damn brilliant. This kicks in. It's just death metal, man. Fucking drumming. I mean that that album's like so millions and it's getting blast, beat. blast I mean, beats in it. I love the blast beat because there's a that slow riff still going over the blast beat. I love that because uh, it's a slow grinding riff and the blasting's going on the back. That's fucking brilliant. Man. That's good. It's a good kind of juxtaposition. Right. Again, when that kicks in, it just fucking flattens uh, you. This is one of the, the vocal part and remains my anthrax as well on this one. Aye. Yeah, you've got the DJ doing that noise thing there. Aye. But it doesn't sound like a DJ, it just sounds like a sound effect. Aye, that sounds like an anthrax riff. Aye. You even hear Joey singing that? Aye. Aye, totally, aye. Aye. Aye, aye but singing it in his way. Aye, that's his, aye, yep. Well, Anthrax was a band that they mentioned a lot when they were aye. actually in the run-up with their, their big bands, so you can aye. tell it's all over the album. Corey Taylor's on those uh, Anthrax uh, anniversary videos, aren't they? Aye, ah, right. yeah, yeah. I never hear this when I come out. Ah, it's just, ah, it's just pure death metal, man. Aye. I mean, they were—they really did popularise the, the blast beat and mod mm. and you know, ah, and then more than metal mainstream. Yeah. Mainstream, yeah. nobody, nobody was doing it in mainstream. Or mainstream, ah. listen to it, it doesn't sound mainstream. Aye, but, but yeah, in terms of like an album itself, shifting millions, millions, aye, millions. Aye, millions. Uh, and they're basically playing death metal. Yeah. Lyrics are fucking. He's a good lyricist, man. Take a his lyrics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 aye. This was one of the ones that I went, fuck's sake, that's relentless. Ah, when I heard this for the first time listening to this, this album, I was like, fucking ass. <laughs> Good shit. That's the thing, it's, well, for me, none of the singing bits are cheesy. They're, no, no. They're, they're no. no cheesy I, at all. I really like that bit when it opens up. No, I didn't leave, leave a stain right here, whatever those things, you know, it's... A bit of melody there as well, it's not just pure brute force. Yeah. Not disgusting guitar tone as well, man. Mm-hmm. 
The thing is, I'm surprised that uh, Ruben, certainly at this point, was able to get his Aye. decent guitar sound, you know. Well, uh, you know. well, Greg Fiddleman was actually more responsible. Was he? Right, okay. Because Aye, because the band said he was hardly there. Aye, yep, they, Corey Taylor fucking hates Rick Ruben, Aye. man. Aye. He said because Rick Ruben's put, he produced the record, they said it wasn't him, he says Greg Fiddleman Aye. produced yeah. it. And obviously, Greg Fiddleman did Metallica, past couple of records, Aye. and Slayer as well, did Slayer. Aye. Right. And there's really nothing mainstream about that man. No. This song itself covers quite a lot of ground. No, in metal, you know. Because even that bit you could argue that's kinda of a bit of the new metal can almost like the the way even the way Snippet Twitter did it, the will roots. Yeah, more like groove metal than new metal. Ah exactly, yeah, you know. But um, you've, you've got death metal in there, you've got <laughs> fucking, you know what I mean? Shouting in Kiev, kind of. Aye. Aye. Exactly. Aye, his voice is excellent, and that's his, his screaming voice. Is oh, it's fucking. It's beyond raging. I do want that just to be hooked through the whole song right enough. <laughs> <laughs> Aye. That's scream. That's bit's great, the drumming here. The wee bit he does in the right here is brilliant. Aye, <laughs> 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 brilliant. <laughs> On the bell. <laughs> Aye, fucking... I mean, he was a massive songwriter in Slipknot as well. A lot of people don't uh, know do that. Do you he was? Aye. He actually wrote a lot of the music. Ah, okay. Him and actually Paul Gray, the, the bass player who died. So ah, basically, yeah. see the two main songwriters in that band, they're dead. Ah, okay, that's interesting. Ah, yeah. And this one's uh, Duality. I, I, I remember this one. I recognised yeah. this one. You also been the first single, I think, was it, wasn't it? It was, I. It was, I. I, I, I recognised this one I as well. I recognise it when... This one I'm most keen on, I have to be honest. Um, this feels to me like... Do you remember when Eminem used to le release albums and his single was always like the shittest song in the album? It was almost like the record company said, Aye. just put something out just to get a single. Mm. And I'm not saying that that's what they did with this, but it feels like that because it, it doesn't feel as Aye, cause interesting. The albums, because the album's are really extreme, so they probably uh, picked yeah, yeah. the most kind of accessible uh, one, definitely, because, yeah. I mean, the, the other ones that aren't extreme are, are not single material because they're too subdued. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas uh, this has got, as where you like, I know, I suppose this song's got a big chorus and stuff. Like oh, that, no, absolutely. You, know. you, oh, you can get why it was a single, oh, I, you know, 100%. Oh, I, I, get, you know. I, I understand where you're coming from. I don't necessarily, I don't dislike this, but I, I, uh, I get where you're coming from. In comparison to the good stuff that's on it, I, uh -huh. it's, it actually. I think just some of the riffing, just a wee bit kind of thought, you know. Sounds like rock. Uh, and these choruses, you know, we've talked about this a lot. You know, Dillinger were even doing that at this point, you know, and I'm not a big fan of these kind of choruses. Um, because when he sings in, like, say, 3 0, when he does a singing bit, it's got that thickness, it's got that. But I don't like that. Because I had the hot metal at that time and, and I, I could never take to it. So that, I think that's another reason why I don't, I'm not that into the song. Single fucks yeah. you up. Aye, aye, single fucks me up. I'm just a hipster cunt, just don't like the single. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's funny. It's a bad song, it's not like, you know. No. But, it, but it's, you can tell that, you know, they, it feels like a very, to me, 
what I've heard so far anyway, this sounds like a very, you know, to in a few hours and just bashed it out basically. It ah, not a guy. It's, it's, it's been like one of flavoured over everything, you know. Oh, it's technically not as intense as ah, what's the other stuff on it. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, I do like the middle section, this bit. Mm. Like when this kicks in, it's pretty cool, man. The artificial. <laughs> <laughs> this bit's heavy as fuck, but. And again, the drumming is really good, man. All those, all those fills, all those parrot, um, kind of like um, triplet fills and stuff like that. No, that's the thing. He's drum. He's drum playing as, as well as it is. Is he's a catchy drummer? Oh, I. Uh, no, oh, he's, he's, he's playing really catchy. Lyrical. Yeah, absolutely lyrical. Aye. You can tell he's with, with his playing. You know, like the way Lombardo was. It's like he's not aye. just a drummer. He's actually like maybe Keith Moon. He's kind of bringing yeah. music to the to the song. Aye, aye, exactly. aye. yeah. Aye. He's very much. That, that's a good call, Lombardo. Uh, uh, Lombardo, aye, definitely. Aye. Yeah. Like in Life Undead when he's doing all the brrrr, brrrr, brrr, brrr, brrr. those are yeah. those are drum riffs and Aye. they had loads of drum riffs, man. Um, I was listening to uh, Nico talking about him actually. I wasn't listening. I was reading. Right. About Joey, Joey Jordison. I feel the brain from my maiden, but the monster had just died. And he was giving him a lot of, lot of praise. You know, Aye. He, you know, he revolutionised the drums for that. You know, that kind of style of metal at the time. You know. Oh, I easily. I a definite. Um, very few drummers. You, you know, Neil Peart, for example, or Lombardo. You can tell these guys as soon as you hear them, and he was the same. You can tell them as soon as you heard them play, which is amazing. Well, basically, Aye. something doesn't have any musical notes. It's just a you know, percussion. Aye, that's it. This riff is fucking mental. know. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Opium of the People. Uh, <laughs> they, that's some fucking serious guitar playing, man. I remember that was a big thing in the press as well. They were like, people were saying they couldn't play their guitars. They were like, I know, we can actually fuck. That's the thing, like I said, they were all in death metal bands and stuff. Like, exactly. Play, you, you, like, can't, fuck. You, you need to be able to play in uh, uh, death metal bands, man. Or good ones, at least. Aye. <laughs> aye, exactly, aye. Drummond's metal. <laughs> <laughs> Even that again. Lanthrax to me, man. Ah, yeah. It reminds me a bit. Uh, I'm a taste of life. A wee bit. Aye, totally. Aye. Aye. I know the the, the rhythm. Aye. Aye. That chorus, man. That's intense. You've got your hand it to them, but man, you know, for a band your size, there's no compromise being made there for the no, for the fucking <laughs> Great vocal patterns, man. The, cunt, the, the guy can, the, the guy can go, man. The vocal patterns. And he was at his face the whole time, apparently. Drunk guy. Uh, he sobered up halfway through the recording, but he was. Yeah, I said he was kind of depression. He had depression, all that, and then he sort of himself out like, halfway through. I think. Uh, like, I tried to kill himself, man. Try to jump off a balcony, man. That bad. Shit. Aye. Oh, pretty much the whole band were all messed up, man. Nah. Uh, yeah, that's what the probably the fame done to them. Probably, but well, they were already mental at the start. There, I think. I <laughs> <laughs> but the fame is just no help. Any help? I I probably uh, just that's it. Over the edge. I love this bit. 
and when it comes in with this, this drum beat, the vocal pattern's amazing, the, the play right here. I mean, that's like jazz. As, as it's still looking off time. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And it straightens out, I love that. Uh, yeah. I hear a lot of anthrax in this. Not the jazz bit, but you know. <laughs> that, that bit, <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. And this chorus is really good, man. Voice is good, man. Octaves, yeah. Good, uh, good harmonies as well, though. Aye. Yeah. Aye. I, I, th I remember as well him being quite annoyed that he wasn't really given the opportunity in the first two albums to actually sing as well. So All right, I remember okay. him being like, no, I'm going to show folk that I can actually use my Aye. voice properly. Yeah. Drumming. I'm going to say this through the whole thing, but... <laughs> You met Joey Jordison, didn't you? Aye, aye. Yeah, yeah. Round about the kind of just been when Iowa came out. Really nice guy. Aye. Aye, that was a track, man. Aye, that's, mm -hmm. that's a... That's, that's, a one of, that's one of the big ones for me. Uh. Aye. So this one is Circle. This is one of the kind of departures, I suppose, eh? Aye. aye. Acoustic track. Acoustic. Yeah. This one is very, it's very kind of like American songbook-y type acoustic aye. stuff, you know, I, I like it. Aye, this is one of my favourites. Aye, yeah, me too, man. Again, just like, nobody was, you've got to remember when this came out, at that point, you know, none of these bands were doing anything as, like, introverted as this. It's kind of, you know, this is an album that they just didn't give a fuck about what was going on in popular music. Aye. Aye, this, this song's good, man. Really nice melody, I know. Yeah. That no like Paul was saying that noise in the background, that wow 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 it's got a lot of layers. Guy guy's got a great voice, man. Just fucking lovely voice, you know. I really aye. Especially, especially on this record, man. This mm -hmm. is the best singing stuff they ever did in my opinion. We cello bit in the background as well, yeah. Right. And what I like about it as well, it sounds like a performance. It's, uh, you can hear his voice breaking and stuff, so it's not dead clean. Yeah. Might have been a one-taker or something. Because uh... uh, when this kicked in, when I heard it at first, I was like, that sounds like folk, but I like uh, it. <laughs> actually, it, it, it actually reminds me, I, I don't know why, see, see when I listened to it, I was like, what is this actually reminding me? It is very folky, absolutely, but... Um, because they're American, obviously it's got that kind of twist it, and I do think he, I do think he like the Wild West and stuff. I know, I get that. I, I, can, I can see it playing over, you know, guys riding off into the, you know, the desert aye. and all that. Aye, you know, aye. And, I and this is the way the background. Oh, pure Floyd. That's that's taking that progression in it. Totally. And he's no over singing as well, which I like. Mm -hmm. I see a picture of like some guy's whole family being wasted or something, but he's left. He came back and he was too late to save his family. So he's like kind of like the Highlander thing. He burns his house and then just rides away into the sunset. Take the evangelism. I mean, I don't even know the lyrics on this song, but this is what I'm visualizing. Mate, let's roll with that. I like that. Is it to avenge his killed family? Just start spreading lies about this song. And I remember the critics really were favourable in this album as well. Aye, aye, well, like, uh, I was looking at that right enough. Aye, aye. Really, 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 
basically saying the things that I kind of think they were trying to prove that no, this band can actually fucking write songs. Aye, prove that. Aye. I love that. Oh, we harmony in the back. And again, we've, we've talked a lot in recent pods about overreaching for things, and, and this doesn't. It just stays in, in the, the, the box, you mm-hmm. know, and it, it doesn't. It doesn't go. Doesn't go too far out yeah. of it, which is actually it's, it's success, you know. Totally. Because lesser bands when he tailed off there, uh, somebody would have come in with a big chord. Or a daft solo or something. Aye, you know, aye, aye, aye. Or a solo, aye, woo, you know. Instead of just no. getting picky guitar bits there. Yeah. Yeah. That's the solo kind and, of And thing. then it start, this part where it starts to break down is bizarre, man. Aye. aye. Oh, then when the, the kick comes in. Aye, aye. aye. Totally weird. Yeah. Aye. See, when this happened. When this happened, I thought I was because I was listening on earphones. I thought something else in my phone had started playing. Aye, because it was over the top. Aye. aye, I thought it was like something else has come in there, aye. and then I went, "Oh no, wait a minute! It's actually in time with the music." Aye. So, I love and the drum bit. sound. The drum sounds reminds me of a song too. The song too. Drum song too. Aye. Oh, blah. Aye, aye, same kind of kit sound. That kind of oversaturated sound. Yeah, aye. You know, I like it. That bit sounds like a music box that's broken or something. Kind of reminds me of Nine Inch Nails. You're 100% on that one because that's exactly the noises then. That was excellent. Then we're into into a song now called Welcome. The drumming button. Some some voice man, uh, fucking angry man, and I love the kind of car effect. I love the vocal patterns in this. It's got that very the ways to love them. This is it's, it's very hardcore. Oh, I you know aye. that kind of you know that aggro kind of way. You hear a lot of hardcore bands like you know raise fist and things like that. Oh, you know, that kind of, except you know he's obviously got a better voice, but you know it's just that's aye, he's like to me you, you nailed it. To me he's like like the, the best hardcore singer that didn't sing in a hardcore band. I don't, <laughs> aye, aye, aye. I would love to I love to hear him just sing sing straight up hardcore. You know what I mean? It sounds fucking magic. You know. It's tight. It's always right. That's good shit, man. This tune's like, have another good one, man. Cars the back end, man. The vocal Armageddon, man. I'm in here. <laughs> oh, that's a bit that goes weird here. Aye. So is, it, is this the first time a guitar solo's been heard with Slipknot or? No, well, I, and maybe in their career, I because they didn't really uh, have guitar solos up to this album. 
There's a lot of anthrax in this record, man. Oh, no, I, I'm getting a wee bit of faith no more, I know, in this. Oh, I totally. Aye, uh, oh, uh, no, that's a good shout. Actually. With the rhythmical singing and stuff, aye, yeah. Aye, just the delivery, aye. 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 Well, that's the thing with them, I think that they're, they're very much like us in a lot of ways. Like, obviously, they, they, they talk about all different types of music. They're not just, like, we're into this, you know what I mean? They're quite open about, like, everything. Shows in their music, really. about there man mm-hmm. nice one so we're seven Agent. seven tracks in um so far and there are 14 tracks on this so we're halfway through the album just now and um i mean i think at this point it's quite obvious it's still a metal album you know it's just like this is this is a metal album but it's it's not i think as joe's pointed out to it, it's 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 it's, it's very untypical of 2004 because i remember that period really well yeah um you know because even like heavy metal was coming back at that point you know traditional metal yeah totally like, know, I, like kill switch engage and I, all absolutely. that sort of stuff yeah that was all coming back and all that and it was all very formulaic to be honest um and you know there were moments the odd, odd moment was was good but um but this i this this does definitely feel like it's sitting out um, out on its own a wee bit you know um i had some traits of the day you know, as is, as is expected. You know, it's, it's recorded in two thousand four. It's going to have some of the, the traits of the time, kind of thing. But yeah, um, but no, no, this is, aye, this is definitely sitting out. You know, sitting out from all of that shit. You know, oh, aye, definitely. This is a band just doing, I think, their own thing. I, I aye, mean, yeah. this doesn't really sound like. I, I genuinely think that this, you know, this is their sound. That it's like, aye. you know, which is, and I think, know, I think probably, you know, you know, obviously Roadrunner was a record label aye, as well. It still well, is. And it still is. Still is a, okay. Um, and I, I think, um, obviously, but you know, they delivered two massively successful albums. So I think they, would, they were afforded to do whatever they wanted. Oh, I the third album, you would, you would assume. Um, but I think, um, even though they've, they've done what they've wanted, I think there's still a lot of accessibility on this, you know, and I think, oh, aye. and I don't think that's been, um, I don't think it's been um, contrived in any way. I think it's just they've just wrote honest music, and some 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 of it's turned out pretty easier to di- digest. Basically, well, you know, so. I, I absolutely, I, I totally agree, and that's what I'm saying. That it's like none for me, none of these like quieter moments, if you like, are cheesy in any way. They just uh, seem like they just seem like genuine songs that they've written. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. because it'd be very easy to try and maybe somehow blend the, the more melodic stuff into the heavier stuff. And don't get me wrong, they, they do do it in a couple of the tracks on this. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, they've kept those those two worlds pretty separate. Aye, yep, yep. You know, so the aggressive stuff, they haven't really shied away from being as aggressive as it can be. And the, the melodic stuff, yeah. they've really went melodic, but not in mm-hmm. the cheesy way, like you were saying, yep. sort of thing. That's it. Aye, no, definitely. Excellent. Right, well, let's push on. The next song is Vermilion. Seem to remember that's been quite a popular one with fans as well. I think um, they released this as a single, actually. Ah. Ah, this is another weird song. Mm-hmm. It's just really unconventional. But I, I really like it. I like the beat. That's pure nine inch nails. And the lyrics are creepy as fuck. 
uh, I, I, I think it's about kind of imagining taking the kind of mindset of a kind of stalker. Ah, if you listen okay. to the lyrics, nice, nice. Uh, quite creepy, but in a good way. Not a cheap, not a kind of cheesy way, if that makes sense. <laughs> As if any stalker yeah. song's cool, but you know what I mean. <laughs> What's your favourite oh, stalker I'm song? The Stalker song by Danzig. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> the Stalker song by Danzig. Ah, it's got about being on the nose. Ah, he's not even subtle at all with that one. It's just like the Stalker <laughs> song song. <laughs> My favourite stalker song is The Police, um, Every Breath You Take. Aye. Oh, that's very stalkerish. Uh, hello by Lionel Richie, but I think it's just a video that's creepy and stalky. <laughs> Aye, okay, stalk, that. Stalking the fucking blind glassy. Ah, he's ha- hanging about in corners which you can't see him. <laughs> he's just sitting next to her, breathing behind her neck, stuff like that. Aye, fuck it, that's what that is, basically. Sin- sinister Aye. bastard. <laughs> nah, it's got to be Night Prowler, ACDC. That's the that's best a good one. That's a lot of good stalker change, man. This is a good, this is pretty good stalker change. Just want to say, from. in the lap of the pause, does not endorse stalking. No, I don't stalk anybody. Right, don't blame us for any uh, mystery <laughs> that you got in your own private time. I saw the pods made me do. The fucking lap pod killer. <laughs> Aye, the lap pod killer. <laughs> Aye, I was just cunts on that podcast. <laughs> Put me over the edge, man. <laughs> I love that bit. That ah, the meaty bit. Uh, yeah. His voice is good here as well. The lyrics are good there, man. The voice is good, serious balls, man. Aye. And I know this is a bit light, but I, I like this. this ah, no, that's a good man. bit. I remember this bit. Because uh, I say revisits this later on in the part two, doesn't it? This, this, Aye. Uh, this, yep. this it goes back to it. There's a lot of cinematic stuff going on as well, like like Paul mentioned. If you listen, really listen to it in headphones, there's a lot of mm, yeah. textural stuff. It's cool. Yeah. And a solo is good. Yeah. Kind of weird. It's horrible. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Very, very Slayer-esque, almost. Aye, oh, totally. Aye. 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 I like that chorus, man. It's cool. Uh, again, like you said, it's kind of sub, it's kind of subdued. It's not cheesy. Yeah. Uh, it's not. It's not the whole song, but we as wee bits. Just the his phrasing, very, very like Anselmo, very Anselmo. Oh, aye. Aye, kind of like vulgar um, kind of period. Yeah, yeah. Aye. I get it. I get it. To be fair, the old Corey is way angrier than Phil. Oh, aye. Oh, aye. <laughs> makes uh, but Phil, Phil, don't get me wrong, Phil, Phil in his day had an amazing voice. Man. Uh, 
The angriest film I ever got was on Trenkill, really. But in, in saying that, never had the, the thickness and the weight that Gory's got, you know? No, oh, that's true, aye. That's probably got something to do with having a 26-inch neck, right? <laughs> <laughs> the guy's next I mean, he obviously, I think it's shots made for him. There's no way he was buying them after rack. Oh, mate. That's straight to our tailors to get fitted. <laughs> like, mate. Aye, it's insane, man. I like this wee bit as well with the bells. Good tune, man. Very Christmassy there, man. Aye, very Christmassy. <laughs> aye. Roger would be proud of those shite keyboards, yeah. man. <laughs> Um, then we kind of segue right into Pulse of the Maggots. Was this a single, Joe? Pulse of the Maggots? No, I don't think. No, it's right, kind okay. of a fan. It's kind of like a fan favourite, I think, though. Is that what it is? Really? Aye. Uh, it's kind of popular with our fans, aye. Because that's what they're called, aren't they? Aye, maggots. Aye. 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 It's kind of, it's kind of, kind of cool, I suppose, in the sense that. Again, it's cheesy for people that's older like older like us at the time and all that, but it, it worked for them because it created their, like the way Kiss of the Kiss Army, they had their own. Yeah, you know what I mean? I totally, man. So, I mean, it's smart on their behalf. Where uh, you, you can separate that from the art. Aye, whether you, you, you think it's cool or no, aye. It's, it's worked, aye, aye. Aye, yeah. absolutely. And this is a good tune, man. Like a part of something. You'd probably get called back, it's fair. Just eat deed flesh. <laughs> That's a good riff, man. Aye. That's the thing, they've got a lot of groove, man. They can Aye. groove. Yep. Again, the old decks, but it doesn't sound crap. Oh, I really like this. Sounds like a plane or something. Aye. I wasn't sure if that was uh, Corey singing and they just oh, fucked up for right. a film. I'm going, and then I've just put it through this. Like, I fucked I, like a filter. Ah, yeah. Could be. It's the rhythm guitar playing in the, in the background of this, it's dead staccato and weird. His vocals again are angry, man. This chorus is magic. This was, in fact, I, uh, I remember reading something, this was, it was uh, Joey that wrote this, wasn't it? I, I, he wrote most of this album. Aye, aye, right. But I, I think this is one of the ones he kind of spoke about, yeah. No, but I didn't, I didn't realise how much he was involved in the writing, to be honest. Aye. He was a guitar player before he was a drummer, believe it or not. Ah, right, okay. He's an old man, talented boy. Thomas was his second instrument, man. Aye, guy was mental, talented. I've got to laugh, you know, when, when people kind of, like, death metal people dismiss this band, and I'm like, this band are something that most of the time can be angrier than death metal. Nah, yeah. <laughs> I suppose that's it. it, depends if you're just wanting something pure. If you're wanting something pure, then I, of course, this album wouldn't be for you, but, you know, if you're wanting to actually, you know, believe in a band that just wants to do their own thing, and... Aye, absolutely. It's very Slayer-like as well, isn't it? <laughs> well, well, if Slayer could play solos, I'd maybe. Aye, <laughs> aye, aye, I get where you're coming from. Ah, but I know what you mean, it's got that same bite to it, right? Oh, brilliant, man. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. How does it get your blood pumping? I don't know what. Oh. This is why they're massive. 
although that's aggressive as fuck, it's still catchy as fuck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Every line sounds like it's the last line he's going to sing. A <laughs> <laughs> little weak lines. He's getting this out before I die. Aye. So was Joey Jordison right up? It was in Slipknot right up to this point. Aye. I had he left, so he was the drummer right up. So they've got a real problem with try to replace him right now then? No, no, I mean, he left, he was chipped out the band oh, after, right. after their next album, so he did another album with them. Ah, right, okay. And then he was chipped out, yep. So the... I've did, I've did two albums with, um, with a guy called, um, what's his name? Oh, I can't, I can't remember his name, but it's basically, you know, Steve Van Sant's? Oh, aye, aye. Um, he plays for the East. It's Bruce Springsteen's. Ah, the East um, Street Band. Aye, Steve Van Dyke's. It's White Weinberg, is he? Soprano. So it's, one of the, it's basically the son of one of the guys. Guys ah. called Weinberg that plays for the Easy Street Band. It's his son the, that the plays East Street Band. Aye, okay, right, right. Cool. Um, right. I can't remember his dad's name. I think he's a, he plays in that band anyway. Right. Guy's a good drummer, but. Not as good as him. But it's, it's, not, it's not as good. He's just completely different. Ah, just different, right. It's a guy called G. Weinberg. G. Weinberg, that's it. Right. And his dad, if you look up his dad, his dad's in... Hi. In Respecting Band. band. This was a single as well. Aye. This was one of the... This was the first time they ever had their masks off. Kind of in a video. But but you're only seeing like part of their faces and stuff like that kind of thing. Aye, I remember remember that actually. Aye. It's kind of they're out of focus in the background. I like this song. I mean, I, I get, I get. Maybe some folk would be like, it's a bit kind of melodic and stuff. But that I know it's a good chorus, huge, man. man. Uh, that's a good. That's a, that's a good song, man. That's it's good. weird. That, do you know what it I like the video as well. The, Aye. the mask hanging on the mic Aye. stand and all that. Yeah. Aye. So this song's called. I don't think we mentioned this song's called before I forget. And um, this um, reminds me. I see um, the small hours. Just like a faster version of that, or a more like kind of. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. that, you know, aye. just the way the accent is on the chords and then the vocal part after it, you know. I know, I get that. Yeah. Holocaust, wasn't it? That was. Oh, that's a Scottish aye. band. Aye, that's right. No, I do. This was a single one, wasn't it? It aye, was, aye, aye. aye. No, I do like this one. Aye, yeah, it's a good tune, man. Good I remember Rick Rubin was giving him shit about the lyrics and the chorus. Because um, in the lyrics he says, uh, I, was a, I was a creature before I could I stand. stand. And uh, Rick Rubin was giving him shit, saying, You can't, you can't put that in the chorus. He's like, How not? Why not? He's like, Because it's a stupid line. He says, Well, we're fucking creatures before we can stand. We come out of the sea. <laughs> so he told Rick to fuck off and basically kept the lyric. It's funny for a man that hardly stands. Sail. I Fucking lying down all the time. Fucking baldy, hairy man, baby. You look not seen that move. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, motherfucker! I'm singing this lyric. Ah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do know how. Well, I do know how corny the other side is. 
Gary Dick going. Yeah, it's like um, when Rollins does Bruce Dixon, it just gets it completely uh, just wrong. completely, yeah, exactly. Like, it's like so wide and about. It's a shame because there's a missed opportunity because there's a lot to get torn into Bruce Dixon about. And if he'd done it properly, aye. it would have been a funny piece instead. It was just some generic. Fucked up. Aye, it yeah. can have made him like Nigel Tufnell. Aye, it can any fucking rock star. Aye, fuck that. <laughs> Fucking bathroom. <laughs> right, exactly. A let down wanks. Exactly. <laughs> a let down wanks, I was like, you. <laughs> ah, this isn't as good as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> That's wank. <laughs> That's my new punk man, the let down wanks. Good <laughs> be. <laughs> I like this wee vocal inflection of us here. Just this wee bit, this wee bit here. Ah, just changing the... Uh, oh, it's dead simple, but it's good. Aye, in the middle you can see, like, the eyes and stuff like that, you know? Aye. 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 Really cool for my fans, you know what I mean? Like, aye, like, aye. Just aye. starting to reveal wee bits and stuff like aye. Pure nine inch nails. Ah, yeah, that's ah, yeah, took the words yeah. right out of my mouth there, like. Yeah. Yep. And this this is one of my favourite songs on it. Coming up. So they'll be moving to Vermilion Part Two. Yep. I love this song, I think the song is excellent. And a guitar that an acoustic guitar that actually sounds like a, an acoustic guitar for a change. Yeah. <laughs> and like when Brian does it. <laughs> Even this is kinda of reminds me uh Nine Inch Nails as well. Aye. You know, the way the way he's loving the vocal and the kinda of like the just the melody and stuff. Aye. Yep. Like one of one of like Trent's more melancholy moments or something, you know? Aye. Even Aye, even up to the the way he does the vocals there as well. Aye, the double tracking. Aye, yep. Uh, it's, this is a, a really, really good song, man, in my opinion. Yeah, no, this is one of my favourite yeah, songs. It's a good song, man. Yep. This was a single as well, wasn't it? Vermillion was the, the heavier one. I don't know if this, right, this, this that, might have been, right. though. It might have been. Really good voice, man. The, guy's got, the guy really has a good voice, man. Uh, it was, aye. But Vermillion was a single and part two was a single. Was yeah. it? Oh, right. okay. yeah. That's pretty ballsy, really, when you think about it, to, you know, to release that. Again, just when I heard this, I was like, what the fuck, man? Just, you're not expecting this band to be able to yeah. do something like that. And convincingly as well. And I think that's the thing. I think because um, Paul and I don't have the frame of reference of Iowa, for example, you know, it's, it's the, the effect for us of probably more just listening to like a reasonably diverse metal album. For mm -hmm. you at the time, it must have been like, oh, I, I, what hell, is this? You know? uh, go back and listen to Iowa and then I, go and listen to it and then think of this because it's mental. Mm -hmm. I love this beat the violin. It's cracking, man. Catching my throat, choke, 
All of backing vocals are great. There's a lot of really cool vocal stuff happening now. We'll put it this way, I mean, it's probably if Slipknot were mentioned ever to me and, you know, before really checking this album out, I'd probably been a bit, I wouldn't have, like, went for the throat or anything, but I would have certainly been like, ugh, hey, whatever, give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. You know, too, but yeah. I think if anybody was having a swing at them now, I'd probably be like, oh, wait a minute. You know, I think they're, yeah. you know, I would defend them now, you know. Aye. Well, that was ultimately what I was kind of... I thought you guys would appreciate this, and uh, I, I knew you, you kind of had that sort of vibe. So I was thinking, this album I think would maybe like make you think differently about it, you know. Yeah. And maybe you would even go back and listen to it yourself. You know what I mean? Uh, um, you know, you might find something new that you've never heard that you mm. might like. And then I'll definitely go back and. Uh... So after this point, um, this album, is there any kind of moments as strong as this for you? Um, album wise there's bits and bobs you know there's songs here and there but for a, as a one cohesive album from start to finish this album for me is a great album whereas the albums that come after are very patchy you know there's right. moments that are good but this album for me feels like a piece of work you know what I mean and they just got all, all they got all the melodic stuff bang on bang and on. they got all the yeah. heavy stuff bang on whereas they're kind of off kilter on later albums with wow. the, the ratio of both right right so you can make a really good album out of oh aye oh aye once it came you know you could throw yeah yeah like a collection together on it where yeah so that's maybe do that i maybe do that for you guys right i'll make a wee playlist or something yeah. so this is the nameless Mm. Like the, the cannibal cost. Uh, 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 I totally I. <laughs> and this bit's bizarre. <laughs> you would expect it to do that. I like it though, because it just mm. comes right out of nowhere. And the vocal harmonies are <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's, an, it's an interesting album, I think. You know? Like, I think there's a lot of interesting stuff on it. And that rhythm playing's ridiculously tight. Because they were a band um, in, a, in a bit of disarray after Iowa, weren't they? they you know, it's, you know, it's questions even over whether we're going to actually get to this point. Their whole career's been like that, man. Is it? Uh, just I, I don't think they constant. Pretty volatile right. in that respect. Right. Was all, of course, there's nine members. You know, <laughs> like, I was going to say, you get that many members. Is that why they're all still living with our moss? Because <laughs> the, the dish it on the cash, it's like those no, watches. They left it like enough for a packet of space raiders and a bottle of coke. Um, <laughs> might be. Well, two of them are dead now, obviously. Um, And this bit that comes out of this is so fucking weird, but it's good. Oh. <laughs> Disco. 
it sounds like no, it sounds like circus music. Aye. <laughs> Step right up. Then it? it sounds like circus music. <laughs> I mean, that, that sounds like fucking nobody, man. That, hmm. that That's what I'm saying. Like... They, have got their, they have got their own sound. There's no doubt about it. Because yep. when I heard like some of the, the heavier ones on this, you know, you know especially with the, like you say, the kind of percussion um, over the top of the drums and all that, that's their sound, man. It's like, yeah, you hear it a mile away. Aye. And every great band, a uh, good band's got that, man. Aye, absolutely. Get that signature. Yeah. Thinking heavy, man. Was it? Was he singing that? Do you know, John? You, you deserve it. You deserve it. Back in the The acoustic bit, but except the heavy guitars over it now. We admire the take the chances. Again, because his voice is getting balls, he carries it, carries it. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. That's bit where he keeps uh, shouting, your mind is fucking raging, man. I could hear the voice even breaking up like the, aye, as well, like aye. you were saying, you know. Push, pushing it, pushing it too far, starting to break aye, up. Love it. And this is pure Nine Inch Nails as well. Yep. So this, uh, this song's called The Virus of Life. This is another stalker song. Is that? <laughs> That's the lyrics to this are really, really, they're, they're good, but they're like a horror movie. It's like... Mm. Somebody's like basically in somebody's house watching them, and they don't know they're getting watched. And he's just it's there from their perspective. It's kind of sli- kind of like Slayer, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Like, another person's. This is probably like the, the most tonally like there's just nothing melodic not, about nah, this man. It's, mm. just, it's just horrible. <laughs> I like it. Stinking bass in the background. Aye. I was going to say, this is the first time you hear the bass and it's own, really. Aye, aye. properly, aye. aye. There's a lot of wee noises. It's very nine-inch nails. Yeah. This bit that kicks in. Aye. Off-putting, man. I like aye. it. <laughs> Twisty sounding. Aye. Aye, deliveries. Aye. Horrible. Creepy as fuck. Aye. Aye, it's like I've been with you all day. I'm <laughs> trying to stay calm. We've all been there, man. We've all been there, man. But then some, somebody's cupboard touching yourself and all that. About a mild stalking, you know. <laughs> I just want to say again that endorse stalking. No, don't stop. Don't stop. Or masturbating in strange people's cupboards. Ah, that's okay, man. But just just don't let them know you're in there. Clean up after yourself, <laughs> man. 
this song's just weird and horrible. But I like it. Uh, it's a wee internal debate he's having me sell. He's kind of like, because no. he says not yet. Wait. Hi, wait. Nice with the dad there. Nice. Well, it's no nice. It's fucking horrendous, but it's like, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's they're, they're so heavy. You know what I mean? It's like people don't realise just how heavy they actually are, man. Yeah. All that guitar stuff in the background's stinking, but it's quality. It sounds like somebody getting ready to kill somebody uh, in, a, in their bedroom. It's it's kind of it's kind of like a more to me it's more it's more like a more successful, more twisted version of like uh, good friends and a bottle of pills. Ah, right. You know, Pantera. the Pantera were trying to create on that, but didn't they really have the atmosphere. In fact, it's quite poor. It's, it's aye, not a good, it's it's not a good poor, actually. Aye. It's no, it's not a good when moment on Far Beyond Driven. Where is this? You believe this? Aye, exactly. <laughs> it seems like it's like, aye, it just didn't work. Whereas this does. Aye. Th 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 this stalker went ahead with his plan. This sounds great there, man. Hanging about in a cupboard. <laughs> Good that, man. You know, there should have been a twist, though. I'd like to have there was a twist. There was like. He was in the cupboard, but there's somebody else in the cupboard fucking waiting for him. him. Aye. <laughs> so there was a cupboard inside the cupboard. Aye. <laughs> stalker was getting stalked. <laughs> a cupboard inside the cupboard. Aye. He's like, oh, you think you're fucking stalking her? I'm stalking <laughs> you, you prick. Fucking prick. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker. Uh. <laughs> Aye, this, this song's just horrible, man. Like it, but oh, I love it. I know that rough man. God, <laughs> you like horrible music? I be in force. That's totally nice nails as well. Aye, things are we up like? Aye, intense as fuck. Even like the in the right ear there, creepy wee bastard. Must be Zucker, old man. Creeping into the Slipknot albums. Uh, I, I was I was meeting up with uh, our friend uh, Dan today. So Dan is the, the bass player for uh, Cradle of Filth. Right, what's this next song? Because this next song is one of my favourites, man. I think I'll pause it. No, oh, that's all right. <laughs> and uh, he didn't know who Zucro was. What? <laughs> we were talking about the, the Freddy the tribute podcast and he's like, who's Zucro? It's like, who the hell is Zucro? I have no idea who that guy is. <laughs> all right, Dan, that's if you're listening, mate. You've not heard the Big Sugar, man. <laughs> Aye, Big Sugar Daddy. 
He was massive back in the uh, day. He was keep, he keeping about the charts in the 90s. He was creeping, man. <laughs> he did the Lenny Breckett's on and he was creeping about, man. <laughs> so there you go, you know, that probably the only Slipknot podcast in the whole world that mentions Zuckerow in the same, <laughs> <laughs> same podcast. That's worlds apart, man. I like it. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll make it even weirder. Paul Young. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Just I'll, just Paul Young. I'll just say Paul Young. <laughs> <laughs> I Paul Young went singing some of these tracks with a maybe took up a level, man. Imagine Aye. Paul Young next to him singing. Put a bit of class on I it. I would man. pay any money, man, to hear that, man. Paul Young but in a slipknot track. Man. Except you wouldn't be able to hear it. No, you wouldn't. No, well, he's fucking the next screaming his head off next to him. Paul Young is <laughs> Right, well, let's blast this last track. So this song is called Danger Keep Away. I thought I thought this I, for some reason I thought Paul would really like this song. And you as well, David, but for some reason yeah. I thought Paul. Am I wrong? An electric piano, can I? You're not wrong. Electric piano's brilliant, aye. 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 Very underused in rock. Mm. Electric aye. You know, obviously you're my best friend, but aye. you don't hear it a lot. No, it's true. Can add a big scream almost there? I told you. Arabic screamer, Arabic chant, or whatever. Chant, I. Warble sort of vibe. I the, the vocals are great in this, man. Mm-hmm. Talk about kind of soulful singing. When, he, when it gets into the, when the drums kick in and stuff, man. The guy was proving that he, he was a step above all that kind of shit that they got lumped in with. That sounds doesn't sound like anything like metal, man. <laughs> it's almost like blues. Like, no. like total jazz blues. I think, with the, I think with the electric piano in there as well. Like, yep. just, and, uh... Now, if I'd have played that song to you and had told you to slip not and prior to doing this, you would have probably been, who the fuck's that? <laughs> no, I'd, uh, uh, I would never have. I, I, uh, I don't even know who I'd have guessed, to be honest. No, me neither. Paul Young, maybe. Maybe, maybe Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, same pish pattern, recycled over and over again. <laughs> I love this harmony here, the vocals. Reminds me almost like the Lloyd and all the doom. Aye, before um, Thingma comes in. Goodbye, Blue Sky, I think, is it? Aye, totally. Uh, Aye, that's what it is. I'd love to hear him do a full album with this kind of subdued kind of blues shit. Really cool way to end the album as well. 
as well. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, totally, the temptation yeah. to just end in a big, you know, Slipknot esque type song, heavy you know, song, big heavy song. And... It's bookended with two really mm-hmm. obscure kind of melodic songs. I totally. Mm-hmm. So that is it. That is volume three, the subliminal verses by Slipknot, and um, well, Paul. What's what's your what's your overall vibe of the album? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I guess the the good thing about doing these pods is, but you know, we're getting to hear things that we probably would have disregarded in the past or not bothered with, and uh, yeah, uh, I certainly wouldn't have thought. Yeah, I'm going to stick on a Slipknot record, but um, I'm glad I'm glad they Joe brought us to us because uh, this is a it's a very very good heavy metal album. Um, it's uh, yeah, and it, and it, it's surprising um, that yeah. I, I mean, I, sh- I shouldn't be surprised because I, even when they were do they do the fast aggressive stuff, you can see that they get they can play and they've got there's something about them, but I. I to, to be fair, I, w- I wouldn't have thought they they had that um, the amount of diversity that they've showed here, um, or or even you know the not even the ability, but just wanting to do that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. it's, it's an eye opener, definitely. Um, and uh, yeah, that, I mean it's a it's a very very good album, and I, and I'll probably will stick it on again. Um, you know, in the future, yeah. Uh, Extremely good, and uh, it, 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 I know it's not a concept album or anything like that, but it kind of feels as if it's a big, it's a whole package kind of thing. Yep. Strangely, I, you know, I, it's maybe just the way it's structured. You know, it's kind of bookended with two kind of mellow kind of things, and you know, there's you know, there's stuff going on. It, it just feels as if it's it is like a sort of concept thing. Yeah, you know, I, like, I, like you know, the downward spiral or something like that, or you know, mm-hmm. that kind of idea. Um, but yeah. Very good album, and uh, aye, cheers, Joe, for bringing it to my attention, man. Had you liked it, mate? Aye, I am. I'm very similar. I think it's it's one of the ones that I probably would reach for if um, it's it's, it's weird because I, I listen to it and and it, there's there's so much going on, but I think it's it's you know as we've we've talked talked about through the the, the tracks playing and stuff, but it seems to me very much like an album I could I could I could stick on in the background as well. There's enough um, like melody and, and and you know immediacy in it that I could throw on in the background while I'm doing shit and and really enjoy it and kind of um, so I think you could you could you could experience this album in both ways. You know, you're sitting down, earphones on, really you know really soaking in all the different mm-hmm. textures in the, the album. But I think equally it's one you could actually throw on in the background and mm-hmm. and just you know, nod your head along to and groove along to or whatever, you know. Um, so I can very much see myself, you know, throwing it on, you know, going, ah, you know, I don't own it. So I think that'll be the next step, maybe to, you know, actually trying to get it, yeah, you know, get yeah. my own copy of it, you know, and it's then, true. and uh, but, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, I don't, there's, there's, uh, you know, if I had one criticism, like, like I say, I think there was one or two of the tracks maybe could have been curtailed maybe by about a minute or something, you know, mm-hmm. Um Probably more so that the what one was it? Was the, it the, the, the second track? The blessed exists was it? Was yeah, with the military yeah. drumming part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was the the one. Um, and you know, at worst, you know, maybe shaving one or two tracks off instead of fourteen, maybe it's twelve or something. It'd have been more probably a bit, a bit more um, more um, accessible to, to to myself. But in saying that, I mean, of all the tracks on it, I mean, it's only really duality that I don't really feel much for. The rest yeah. of it I do. So. 
So in fairness, you know, I don't really know what I would take out. So, <laughs> so it's, it's a bit, it's a bit, yeah, strange comment when I don't really know what I'd lose. I'd, I'd lose duality, but Aye. you know, you know, um, personally, but um, you know, and that would that would bring it down to thirteen tracks. But um, it's uh, it's, it's make me want to check out more as well, and just kind of see almost out of curiosity. You know, I know Joe, you've said that you know it gets patchy after this point, and. But even just from a curiosity point of view, I want to hear what the next album sounds like. You know, Aye, like, go for where, it. Where mm-hmm. did they go? You know, after this, and 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 like I say, Iowa. You know, I want to. You know, because obviously, you know, I like like extreme music as well. So it's I want to I want to hear what they did before this album as well. You know, so it's got it's pretty it's, it's uh, put my interest up, and um, uh, yeah, what can I learn a wee bit more? But um, no, equally, aye, it's I, I I wouldn't have reached for this album in in, in any shape or form before. Um, uh, you know, my curiosity in Slipknot, you know, just didn't really exist that much at all um, until you, you've suggested this, Joe. And it's like, well, we need to listen to this album for the podcast. So it's kind of like, so it's kind of forced on you in some ways, but mm-hmm. it's not a bad thing because, you know, it's, uh, as Paul says, you, you get to experience something that, and you get to actually change your mind on something as well. Aye. Know, and, and, yeah. and, um, I think I was always very respectful of them as players because I knew Joey Jordison was an insanely good drummer and, you know, and Corey Taylor, I thought, you know, I did think was a, a decent singer before hearing this album, but after hearing it, I'm like, yeah, he covers so much ground mm-hmm. um, and does it, you know. Yeah, and he's good at, good at every bit, yeah. Um, arguably, you know, when, you actually, when I actually think back to contemporary metal, when I say contemporary metal, I'm talking about late 90s onwards kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, he's, he's equally, you know, he's, he's arguably one of the best singers, if not the best singer, you know. Um, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. In, yeah, in yeah. a metal band, you know, um, just because of the the warmth, the thickness in his voice. Um, like I say, his screaming voice is fucking brilliant. I'm, I love good screamers, you know, as we all do. You know? Oh, I totally. Um, and and sometimes more than more than singers, you know. It's like, you know, I just, totally. You know, it's like, oh man, guys. And, and you know, a lot of people think it's just screaming and you know, screaming. It's not. Try doing it, man. It's exactly, fucking. It's actually harder to do it. Exactly. Right there's there. tone. Yeah. There's there's tone involved. There's there's thickness. There's you know. There's so many nuances to good screamers. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got it. He's got the full fucking package, you know. So my respect for that guy as a singer is is increased um, massively. And um, because like the Stone Sour stuff and all that, I remember hearing bits and bobs. And I'm thinking, oh, it's just you know, that's just like the Slipknot singer trying to do his rock bit and all that. And I dismissed it and all that. So like I say, I mean, Stone Sour is something I've not really delved into and and um, in any shape or form. But just what I'd heard, I thought, you know, I was I was quite dismissive of him as a singer. Hmm. Um, just thinking he's just trying to branch into any kind of rock music and you know fucking you know um, but not really giving him any enough respect mm-hmm. but um, no that's changed for me the guy is the guy's a fantastic singer man Aye. and this album this album is um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like I think fully um, this is the third listen I've listened it twice before the podcast and the third listen and I think listening to you guys pointing out things as well has enhanced it you know even oh more. good cool you know, man um, especially yourself Joe because obviously you know you know yeah. really really well you can point out the wee bits that maybe myself and Paul have missed um, mm-hmm. you know having just been new to it and stuff so no um, fucking aye a great listen man so um, cool, man. so no it was good good choice well, I, I'm just, like I said, I'm just really happy that, you know, you guys, you know, keep, I was trying to keep with the, the, the kind of vibe that we had, you know, where Paul um, uh, brought forward Revolver by the Beatles and I, I wasn't really that familiar with it. And after listening to Revolver, I was like, man, this album's fucking fantastic, man. 
and it, it made me really appreciate the Beatles a lot more, you know. So, and I've started listening to the Beatles because of it. So, yeah. and and obviously Fish, you know, David brought that one, um, and I was familiar with Fish, but not to the degree that you guys were. And I ended up fucking absolutely loving that album, and I've you know I've started listening to Fish because of it. So, I've achieved what you guys have achieved with me. So. I'm happy with that. Um, and I always thought that, you know, you guys had to hear a band, this band, right, and not, you know, I, I knew I knew you guys would like this. That's why I put it forward as that, because you know that way where there's enough common ground between the three of us, you kind of know what's good. And I'm like, ah, if, I, right. if I like this as much as I like it, I think yeah, these guys we'll, are going to we'll like We'll at least this. like it a wee bit, you know, yeah, yeah. You know at the very least, I, because you're not going to hate yeah, it. Uh, but I'm really, yeah. I mean, the, the very fact you're saying you'd probably get by it is is it's huge. You know what I mean? That's that's great. And it's and ultimately you're 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 getting a band that are a really good band, and you'll enjoy yeah. you'll enjoy the the album. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, just I, I enjoy this, and I hope we continue to keep doing this. You know, um, I know we I like think, a lot of the same music, but you know, yeah, I'm up no, for I, I mean, that. I think I think we'll always keep doing this mix kind of thing. You know where. Um, you know, we might tackle bands that we all commonly like. You know, we've got both yeah. like, Pink Floyd, we'll return to Iron Maiden and things like that. But I think it's good to break the break the cycle a wee bit and actually, you know, have one of us put forward that album that's it just uh, it opens your eyes, it opens my eyes, you know. Yep, absolutely. I'm a, yep. I mean I'm I'm really looking forward to like Paul maybe recommending some blues artists that I might really uh, well at, you know? no, no. The the next one is uh, No Parley by Paul Young. Oh magic, can't it's fucking nine, wait, man. Nine. It's 1983 album. Yeah. Superb. Let's do I, that. I actually think we should. <laughs> we probably should. Oh, well, you can do that uh, when you're fucking old. We man. probably have a you, The listeners will get a kick out of that. <laughs> we, should, we should just do it like, like nobody listened to it and we'll put it on and we'll just do it, let, let it play and we'll talk about it. Who's <laughs> that sound? Mendes Zucrow the, the following week. Mendes the following week. Just do the two of them back to back. And then after it, and then after it, just douse yourself in petrol and fucking <laughs> self-emulate yourself. <laughs> cool. Um So no, nice one, um, nice one. Um, I don't know. I mean, this is a pretty nuanced episode, so I don't know how many you know of our regular listeners would have picked up on this particular um, um, podcast. They might have left it. Um, but um, if you're you know you're delving into this and you're a Slipknot fan and you know you've you've uh-huh. found it in, in the play and you're you're listening to it then. Cool man, thanks for uh, thanks for listening. And uh, hello, maggot. Aye, exactly. <laughs> um, so thanks for listening. Hopefully, you you got a wee bit of a kick out of uh, Queen fans listening to Slipknot. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, so excellent. I don't know what the next and uh, not episode is going to be. Um, quite possibly, we'll return to Pink Floyd uh, yes. for the next one and uh, finish off that one. And uh, yeah, so we'll maybe see you on that if you're Pink Floyd fans and. Uh, Aye, take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. Bye.